in my fantasy, uh-huh. we're in you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The wind is whipping around us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just relaxed, bitch. Like, I'm just <laughs> relaxed. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian is, for the first time ever, mm-hmm. taking me. Mm, okay. My legs are wobbly. Of course. I'm breathing kind of hard, kind uh-huh, of shallow. Uh-huh. Because. Right. But then he just kind of puts his hands on my. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To kind of keep me. He just whispers in my ear. And <laughs> yeah. says, that wasn't so bad, was it? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I have to point out to our listeners who cannot see Nicole right now, but she is flushed a very uh, gentle shade of tomato and her hands are on her face. Uh, She's covering every part of her face except her eyes, which are peeking out at me, distressed, lustful, worried, scared, incredibly happy and aroused. It's very difficult for me to be sat opposite you. And that, <laughs> the, the catalyst for all of these things that are warring on your face is the object of this week's episode. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow, you are so overcome. Say it with your chest, Nicole. Uh, Come on. Who is the first object this week? Sebastian Stan. Hey, oh listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like a doll, but like a really hot doll. He is so... I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You are tongue-tied. <laughs> This never happens. <laughs> oh my god, he has rendered you speechless. I don't even know what happened because, like, oh my, I think I'm about to cry. <laughs> oh my god, I listeners, wasn't, man, I, wasn't. I wish you could see this. I wish you could see Nicole's face right now. <laughs> she looks stressed the fuck out. I was not prepared. Mm. Like, obviously, I've seen his stuff before. I know that he is somebody that we have been thinking about for a while—a very long time, season one, even. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess just seeing it all back to back, because, you know, we do our research. Uh-huh, OK, uh-huh. we refresh our memories. We are scholars. Yeah. Um, we look at the stuff that we haven't seen and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess just seeing all of that back yeah. to back. Just, That's what she said. <laughs> it just it was just a wave of Sebastian sure. in my face. And oh, my God. <laughs> it, was just, it was so much in my drabble. Today. I really had to dial it back. I had Did to, you? I, oh, my God. What I will say is this. Sebastian Stan has a, in light of all the people that we have fancied on this show thus far, quite a slight CV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's not like this long-established movie star. In fact, he's a star, kind of. Yeah. He's not like a big household name. He is not like this movie star. that He's not Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Like, right. he is not, he hasn't permeated the public consciousness mm-hmm. in a way that is kind of like all-encompassing in the way that many of his Marvel co-stars have. Mm-hmm. So he's not a Robert Downey Jr. with like a respected right. long career and like, you know, a massive whatever Hollywood past and mm-hmm. all that stuff. He's like this young dude, you know, he's what, 35 years old. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, hasn't done a lot of stuff. However, he has packed a good amount of stuff into that very short career. Right. Not least, obviously, the Marvel movies where he plays uh, Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. <laughs> the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Hey, help me out because I want to <laughs> know about your Winter Soldier. <laughs> no. What? I'm just speaking from my heart and my heart song is true. 
I just feel like he has packed a lot into his very short career. Mm-hmm. And the result is kind of like, you know, high impact. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I just feel dumb <laughs> right now <laughs> because, I again, I was just not prepared for the effect that he would have you on my life. You keep staring at me with your mouth open and I don't <laughs> like it. I'm very unnerved. I don't, I don't like it. Okay? I'm sorry. <sighs> but this is how I feel. Like, I... Coming into work today uh-huh. on the subway, I'm looking at all these men and I can just feel like the residual Sebastian lust <laughs> oh radiating from me. And so I'm like, I have to like pull this in because uh-huh. I don't want the wrong person to think that I am looking at him. When right. Really, I'm just looking at the memory of Sebastian Stan. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to be careful when you're a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So I'm just like... I really need to control, you know, this pull my aura in. And <laughs> is that what you want to do? You want to pull your aura in? I feel like All right, love. <laughs> I was really like on the prowl. Like I was looking around, like who looks like Sebastian? Wow, it was a lot. I mate, it's a lot right now. So <laughs> I can only imagine the full force of it in the moment. Let's get into what makes Sebastian Stan such a little sex crumpet. <laughs> Okay, Nicole, you sent me a clip in the name of research, yes. which I can say that I've watched three times, <laughs> three separate occasions. I don't mean like three, one after the other. Right. I mean, I watched it in the morning, I watched it a few hours later, and then I watched it to send myself to sleep. So I want to I wanna talk about something that he engages in in this video. It's like almost six minutes. Yeah. What is he doing in this video, Nicole? Kissing people. That'll do, pig. Oh, That'll do. I, I mean, he is kissing everybody. <laughs> You make him you make him sound like a fiend. <laughs> he might be. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm here for it. Um, but he has this really. He's he's a good kisser. We've talked about good mm. movie kissers, good mm-hmm. TV kissers. Sebastian Stan. Mm. He is. He's he's up there. What does he do that makes him an astounding screen kisser? He brings you in very close with you know the back of your neck, yeah. and then he also. He gets very close to you before he kisses you. And he, like, looks your whole face up and down. Wow. You know? Gets, wow. Hold on. <laughs> <coughs> Carry on, sis. I mean, he gets, you know, he brings his face into yours. And then he stops just enough so that, like, he can still see you. So he's still, you know, his vision is still focused. And he looks at your mouth. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> he looks at your mouth. And then he looks in your eyes. And then he looks at your mouth. And then he looks at your eyes. And then he looks at your mouth. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm you right. he has this bottom okay sebastian stan <laughs> oh my god you're crying is romanian yes right? he is He's yes from, he was born there right yeah he, yeah yeah now he is what we would call a spicy white okay <laughs> so all right <laughs> flavored with more than cauliflower i like it yes i love you know, a spicy like white. his people use spices mm-hmm, in their food mm-hmm. and you know they, they like, enjoy flavor yeah flavor I think that that contributes to... <laughs> All right, Dr. Nicole Perkins with her theories that we're going to try and prove or disprove. Hey, Sebastian, come to the studio. Let's kiss you and find out. Let me tell you, after watching this video, uh-huh. I literally started looking up Romanian foods because I was like, how can I... I'm going to cook for this man. I'm going to find... I think we found the next subject of our Dinner and Thirst video. Oh, my God. I was like, let me stew some cabbage up in this bitch. Like, what do I got to do? <laughs> 
to get this oh man my in my life. I am so overwhelmed right now. Like, I feel like my hands are shaking. They are. I can see them. They are trembling. The thing is, this was a fan-made video. So someone basically took yes. the time to collect. Yes. All the kisses yes. on screen that Sebastian has had. And they they compiled them all together mm-hmm. and made this wonderful... I love it because they're really not here for any kind of, like, artifice. I think the name of the video is Sebastian Stan Kissing. Yes. Like, Sebastian's kind of like, hey, here's a service. <laughs> you can have at it. And I was like, you know what? I thank you, YouTube user. We'll put a link to it on our Tumblr. But I want to talk about something else. Because, like you said, he is in this video kissing everybody. Mm-hmm. He can generate chemistry with, like... A, a floating tumbleweed and again I think it goes back to how close that he gets to you so like he invades your space a little bit uh-huh, uh-huh. but like not in a creepy way you know it's, what a fine line that is yeah, yeah. Um, but in this video he is kissing men he's kissing women a lot of his early career starts with him playing a lot of gay characters right so there's this clip in the at the beginning where he kisses he's kissing uh, a lady mm-hmm. she's like straddling his lap mm-hmm. and then he moves away from her and then kisses a dude mm-hmm. and then pulls away from him and goes back to kissing the lady. And I've never been more confused in a while because I was like, do you know what? I want it all. Like, I just became <laughs> Freddie Mercury because he's that good. I was like, oh, my God, this is overwhelming. It's so hot. <laughs> so those clips at the beginning, uh-huh. they're actually from a show called Political Animals. Right. I never watched that. Yeah. And it's, it was maybe like six episodes and uh-huh. stars Sigourney Weaver. He was a twin. He was a son that you had, you know, his family was in the White House, whatever. Right. right. Um, everybody wanted him. Mm. And, mm. and it was clear why. Right. Because, you know, he was just this beautiful, beautiful, yes. chiseled, yes. preppy little yes. douchebag. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. And it's like he plays a lot of preppy douchebags. He has that face. He, he would does. have done marvelously well in the 80s. He yeah. would have been like the worst guy that you fancied in the 80s. Which reminds me of uh-huh. a film that he did where he played that character See? called Hot Tub Time Machine. Right. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. That was him. Yes. That was odd. You know what? Baby Sev. That yes. was very cute and yes. terrible. Yep. That's it. That's yeah. his face. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like you want to punch bag. it and then kiss it. Mm-hmm. To make it better. Shout out to Rihanna there. Kiss it better. <laughs> but I really, I completely agree. Yes, he's a douchebag yes. in like the noughties or mm-hmm. the oughties or whatever you call this decade. I don't know. But yeah, that's he has like a period face. Yes. Except it's also a face that works in the now. So shout out to you, Sebastian. Either you just made me want to switch parties or have sex again. <laughs> so this this chemistry thing with mm. like, you know, men, women, potentially chairs and other kinds of furniture... <laughs> Explain to me, if if you can, mm-hmm. you've mentioned the close, the close, how he, how close he gets to yeah. people. You've mentioned the fact that he is, you know, kind of he has like this really sharp face and like really good eyes mm-hmm. that kind of take in your whole visage, mm-hmm. which is obviously wildly arousing. Mm-hmm. What else is there about this clean cut douchebag face that makes you want to <laughs> kiss it? He's got a really nice bottom lip. <laughs> Sure he has. I wasn't sure you were going to end that sentence on bottom or not. You didn't, and somehow that was even better. Because he does have a nice bottom also as well. Shout out to you, Sebastian. <laughs> but that lip, man, that bottom yeah. lip. Wow. It does overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Because he bites it a lot. That'll do. He bites it a lot. He is almost... Um, 
like a woman in the way that he bites his lip. And when oh. I say like a woman, I mean in the way that women are typically per- portrayed when they're supposed uh-huh. to be ingenues or when, right. you know, like one of the things with Fifty Shades of Grey oh, is God, that yeah. uh, the main character, Anastasia, yeah. she's constantly biting her lips to show how innocent she is, but <sighs> also how aroused and how like, terrible. yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so Sebastian does that. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of the gifs that we see in our Thirsty Thursday gif party yeah. are of him biting his lip with emotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knows that oh he has a God. fat bottom lip and he's going to use it. And I'm just curious to see how else he uses it. All right, it. all right. On that note, though, I want to talk about the bronze. Oh yeah. So this was like a it was like a comedy. Yeah. You know, it was a comedy about um this faded gymnastics star from like eighty four mm-hmm. and she kind of was like not very she wasn't coping very well with like life after the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, fair enough. That's I think I think that would be the case for anyone who'd come out a winner and was wasn't doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And they, she basically discovers a brand new gymnast and is looking to train her. And Sebastian Stan plays like a fellow um, gymnastics Olympic winner from way right. back as well. Yeah. And he wants to kind of muscle in mm-hmm. and take this young protege and take her under his wing. Right. And of course, there is um, a remarkable, they have like really great, weird, banterous energy and it's odd and the chemistry is fantastic. <laughs> like it's really sharp and scary, but also really hot. Yeah. And they, it culminates in a, a sex scene <laughs> that <laughs> made me, you, and our producer chuckle. Because it's weird and great. <laughs> Tell me a little yes. bit about that, Nicole. So there's a moment in this sex scene. You know, we're we're about to see Sebastian like do the things that he needs to do, right? With Melissa Roush, right? Yeah, and he's <laughs> so ridiculous. The camera zooms in on his torso, uh-huh. and you see that he has a tattoo, so uh-huh. that the ribbon, like a metal ribbon, is above his crotch. <laughs> implying that his dick is the metal. <laughs> so he has like this dick metal tattoo. Do you know what? Not enough is said about tattoo comedy. Um, I want to stand here hand on heart and say, I love tattoo comedy, especially if you're making your penis to be the metal. <laughs> and again, it's just another like douche, right? Like that is not sexy. It's not. It's not at all. Oh, but it works. And also the the sex scene is just, it's very funny because it's like this overly athletic, yeah, ridiculous sex scene. Gymnast, you see. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you can do comedy, which yes. is another important thing yes. because people with douchebag faces, you don't expect them to be funny or comedic. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian Stan is actually quite a gifted funny actor yes so that's nice yes you showed me this clip of him and Letitia Wright during the Avengers 3 press tour right and she's Letitia's talking about teaching Bucky (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know on set some behind the scenes shenanigans she's teaching him how to Millie Rock yeah but with one one arm because he only has one arm (laughs) And Sebastian Stan does it with one arm in the interview. And he looks so proud of himself. (sighs) We're going to put this on a Tumblr because it's such an incredible (laughs) gif. But 
the fact that he's able to make fun of himself, that he can be, you know, lighthearted in these moments, I right. think is very telling and that he should get more comedic roles. I think he's yes. getting lost in trying to, like, prove his worth, prove his abilities right, in, right. you know, these kind of indie films and the films that don't get as much uh, publicity as Avengers or something like right, that. Right, right. But he, he has some skills. He just needs to sharpen them a bit. He does. So here's, like, a little rundown of the things he's done that isn't Marvel. So we mentioned already Political Animals. He also Ricky and the Flash. He did The Martian. He was in The Bronze, like we said. He was also in Logan Lucky, and he plays this character who is like this pompous kind of dickhead who is like a race car driver, and he's very much one of those kinds of guys who have like weird buzzwords about how they live their lives and all this nonsense. And it's a great, great um, character. It's very small. Again, it's like he's doing this indie thing, but it's such a, it's such a smart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is down to the writing or the acting. Maybe hopefully a wonderful like chemistry of the two. He's playing this guy called Dayton White, <laughs> which is such a great name. Like, name me a white race car driver. Uh, Dayton White, that'll do. But um, this is him talking about his lifestyle and how he keeps like his insides clean so that he can race to the best of his ability. <laughs> he delivers it with such a straight face, even though you know he's laughing his butt off inside. Let me play you a clip. Once I began sourcing really clean software. I noticed a total difference in my clarity and performance. Software is what I call my food. Because when you think about it, your body is your operating system. So when your OS may feel like it's working fine, a problem with your software can make your computer not perform properly, even crash. He's such a douchebag <laughs> and in that clip he's doing like weird stretching and he's doing like he's sitting down with his legs crossed and breathing in and out very sharply and his face is so serious and he's eating like sushi at the counter while his chef prepares like the vegetables and he's just he's so clearly someone that you would spend two minutes in their company and say oh my god I wish you weren't here or I wasn't here but I don't need us to be in the same room he's so clearly just a horrible person I really love that he did this and again the thing that makes that work is that he has this perfect doll-like face mm -hmm. that means he often can look quite blank like he's a slightly more interesting Matt Bomer alike you know oh, like yeah. uh -huh. a very kind of Ken doll kind of prettiness yeah um you know slightly slavic shout out to romania mm. <laughs> and he just has like this face that looks like there is nothing in his brain yeah and he really sells that when he yeah. needs to which is why he does bucky so well like every time he's wiped clean to begin again we'll get to the avengers bucky and all that but he just has this great great blank face which is also very hot to look at but only in isolation nobody wants a fool in real life but it works on Sebastian from yes. a distance I love yeah. it I love it but let's go back to some of his earlier work mm -hmm. because you already mentioned his role on Political Animals mm -hmm. tell me about another role where he was playing a sort of different character than what we usually see him in now with all the big blockbusters things yeah, so he was in this series. It only ran for one season, but uh, it was called Kings, which was a take on the biblical story of King oh, David. Oh, yeah, and so I'm not surprised that didn't last longer than one season. <laughs> People were swearing that it was really good, and I recently bought it because uh -huh. it was on sale on Amazon for five dollars for That's the whole how they season. Get you. I know, I know. <laughs> and so I started watching it, and I did not enjoy it. But I was trying to finish it for the sake of completion, right? right. But you know, for the sake uh, of completion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so I I cannot necessarily recommend it. <laughs> 
Not even for completion? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but his character here um, is closeted. He's a closeted gay character. He's the son of the king. Oh. Yeah. And so, again, you let me tell you, though. I will say. Uh-huh. Sebastian Stan may have that blank face, may be able to like go completely blank. Right. But when he has to cry, uh-huh. oh my God. He's a beautiful crier. He is a beautiful crier. Yeah. Oh, I mean, again, that lip bite. Yes. And then the eyes. Mm. Ooh. Which reminds me, mm-hmm. he was on Once Upon a Time, the yes, TV he was. show. Yes, I watched that. That was yes. one of, for my sins. I ended up watching <laughs> Once Upon a Time for way too fucking long. <laughs> But enough Ooh. to see him play the Mad Hatter. Yes, he played the Mad Hatter. Mm, good old Jefferson. And there was the time when, in the first season, mm. episode 17. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's another completist <laughs> right there. Um, the Mad Hatter, his name was Jefferson, mm. was talking to Emma Swan. Mm. And he was like, you got to make this hat, fix it, you know, give, put He's your so magic. Hot in yeah. That scene, by the way. Ooh. Again. Just. <laughs> <laughs> he gets really close and he's looking at us. It's like, what? Okay. He wears a Nazi suit, which we will get to. But please um, go on. Yes. So she says something to him like, why, you know, what's going on, What? whatever. And it reminds him of something. And he blinks like six times in a row because he's trying not to cry. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, here are my panties to wipe your tears. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Man, I feel what you're saying, but I am assaulted in the studio right now. But I hear exactly what you're saying. He is a beautiful crier. Oh, my. Yes. Let's move very quickly to Bucky, because I think the. Okay, so first of all, there are some people in fandom who will ship anything as long as they are two white dudes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, regardless of how interesting they are, regardless of whatever the fuck, it's like, no, two, two conventionally attractive white men, let's ship them. Right. So I have my issues in fandom at large. Mm-hmm. This is not a sucky thing. This is just a fandom issue. Mm-hmm. But that's whatever. However, I remember watching Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Chris Evans, a.k.a. season one finale Bay, and <laughs> we and, and seeing him alongside Sebastian Stan, who was playing, you know, Bucky Barnes, who's mm-hmm. his best friend, end of the line pal, all that stuff. And I remember going online within days of this kind of, um, you know, the announcement and everything happening. And already there was a very strong Stucky, which is their ship name, mm-hmm. like presence on Tumblr and yeah. all these other fan spaces. And I was like, OK, well, fandom's doing what it does. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you watch the film and you're like, oh, no, these two are boyfriends. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, like this is just like a, a you know, a cover mm. during the war. <laughs> like, come on, they're clearly doing it. But it's such a nuanced performance from mm-hmm. these two men because, again, it's this idea of seeing male friendship on a massive scale, like, through the ages. Like, literally, right. they yes. both survive yes. the horror of war yes. and they come back on opposing sides and they reconcile and they fight and they this. And there's a bit when he's kind of saying, you know, when, when Steve Rogers is kind of saying, you know, Bucky, like, look at me, you know me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to climb into the screen and be like you do know him you know him because I felt sorry I felt so strongly about Steve and Buck and I wanted to preserve every single part of their relationship and he does this thing where he looks again first of all incredibly hot right shout out to his murder strut which hey listen oh my it, god he can walk now, again, that sounds really reductive, but this guy is making both Nicole and I right now bounce in our chairs. Like, he can walk. 
It's the way that he throws his thighs out. Listen. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So I remember looking at those two and just kind of going, I get it. I mm-hmm. understand for the first time in, you know, recent memory mm-hmm. why you would ship these two obviously attractive, conventionally attractive white dudes. Mm-hmm. Because there seemed to be a real kernel mm-hmm. of something. And a lot of that was down to, of course, the way Steve's eyes would soften when he looked at his friend. Yes. But also, Sebastian Sam, because listen, we all know Chris Evans is a great actor. He's been acting for so long. He's right. done all these projects. Right. But then you look at Sebastian Stan, who doesn't really have as much as a, of a background. Mm-hmm. And in those moments when he would look at Steve and he was confused or hurt or angry or just like, you know, full of love for his best friend. This is before he became the Winter Soldier, all that jazz. Right. You looked at it and you got it. You understood that there was this incredible connection between these two men. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was down to the way Bucky, a.k.a. Sebastian, just looked at Steve and I was moved. Yes, in the first Captain America, we didn't get to see that much of Bucky, right? The first Captain America was okay. Yeah. But I remember... Yeah. I remember coming away from the film like, we need more of that character because I'm not very familiar with the comic book story sure, and the sure. history and mm-hmm. all the stuff and who Bucky would eventually become, mm-hmm. etc. So I was like, who is that guy? Because we need him more. And again, mm-hmm. it's that, that face, that clean... Yeah marble face that yeah. can go anywhere. Classic soldier face, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, he needs to come back. Mm-hmm. And then he did, And then he did. <laughs> now, and he I, had like long hair, yes, which you love. I love, I love the long <laughs> hair. And again, to go back to um, Sebastian's ability to have chemistry with the fucking wall. <laughs> yes. So many people, um, spoiler alert, started shipping Bucky with Shuri from Black Panther. Mm, yeah, that's Because icky. at the end, I just want to remind people, Shuri is 16. Yes, she maybe is. Maybe 17. No, she's 16 She's now. 16. Come on, guys. Let's just dial that back. Not every day <laughs> shipping two people who are in the same frame of yes. a show. Like, not every day. You people yes. need to calm down, okay? <laughs> Especially when in this universe, there are... Listen, there are so many other people you could ship Shuri with. Not least Peter Parker, a.k.a. fucking Spider-Man. Okay, or and this is this is truly wild. Leave Shuri the fuck alone because right. she's sixteen. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh! But like you said, like anytime you see in these fandoms, you see that white guy with somebody else. People immediately begin to calculate how can we put them together, and sometimes mm. that's just really unnecessary. Don't do it. But Sebastian Stan just he has this this magnetism with him that you're just like kiss whoever he's in the frame with yeah. kiss him yeah kiss him i'm that meme like holding two people's heads and going now kiss i'm pushing their heads <laughs> together that's how i feel about sebastian in most scenes i want to play something because this is another kind of a, a very happy ship that happens on tumblr a lot that i've seen a lot because i live on tumblr um and it's between sam wilson who's played by anthony mackie and bucky obviously sebastian stan and here is an interview that they did on the red carpet um where the uh the ew reporter kind of relinquishes the mic to Anthony because they have such good chemistry together. I'm just going to play you a very short clip. And you mentioned uh, Sebastian Stan's thighs. Just hold on. Let, mm. me, let, me, let me play you a little something about that, Nicole. Hey, how's it going? I'm Anthony Mackey. I'm here with the uh, Civil War star uh, Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian, how's it going? You know what? I'm all right. I'm all yeah. right. I'm actually right now taking in your cologne a little bit. It's kind of good, kind of strong. Goes I'm not a fair. player. I just shower a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so what? Let me. Uh, let's talk to you about your uh, workout plan because obviously, you know, you bulked up a lot. I mean, your chest is what a 48 right now? No, 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 no. Last time I saw you, you told me you're getting skinny, kid. 
Right, you slimmed down, and, and now you're bulked up again. I know, and I said that's because I've been going after your workout, which is legs only. Legs only. <laughs> legs only. When in doubt, got to get those thighs of betrayal. Hey, not trying to brag, but the thighs are the way to heaven. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're important. They're very important. They're very important. You want to sit on it, you want to be comfortable. That's whoa, all whoa, 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 whoa. So that's the point at which I slammed my laptop <laughs> shut, and I was like... The thighs are important so people can get comfortable. What the fuck, Sebastian? <laughs> My face is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm saying is next time you go to the gym, do some work on your thighs, fam. Like, oh, my god! I just want you to go on, like, the Stairmaster and just think of Sebastian. Like, what would Sebastian do? He'd do leg day, bitch. <laughs> That's what he'd do. That was my first time seeing well, this Well, I'm happy to help because <laughs> my favorite thing is looking across at you when you are discovering something and watching you just kind of like fucking self-combust. And that just happens. There's like a small pile of ash <laughs> where Nicole used to be. And I'm here for it. I love I love oh. doing that because you never, you always catch me off guard and sometimes I get to do it to you and it makes me happy. Oh, thank you. Anytime, anytime. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I don't follow people on Instagram. I don't do thirst follows on right, Instagram. Right. What's very, the point? Yeah, it's very rare that I do. Um, Sebastian Stan is one of those people that I follow. Now, he seems really sweet with his fans. Like, sure. he, you know, he gives them some shout outs every now and yeah, then. Yeah. Um, but also, he'll post images of when he does a photo shoot for someone. Right. Like, he looks so good in the suit. <sighs> It's like they were stitched on his actual body. Oh, my gosh. In 2014, GQ mm. ran a series of photos yeah. of Sebastian Stan yeah. as Paul Newman. Like, yeah. inspired inspired yeah. by Paul Newman. I feel Newman. like there are, so many, there are only so many dudes you can kind of be inspired by in, like, old Hollywood. Yeah. Paul Newman is not a bad shout. And he looks so good. Like, he's still got a little bit of baby fat on his mm-hmm. face. So, you know, he hasn't, like, dropped all of it to, like, you know, bulk up and it's not everything. chiseled yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he looks so cute. Yeah. That preppy douche stuff is gone. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's because he's, you know, he knows he's supposed to be channeling Paul Newman, who right, is, like, right. you know, a Hollywood god, right? Right. But it just isn't adorable. We're going to put it on Tumblr. Yes. It's an adorable shoot, uh-huh. and he looks so hot. Yeah. I, just, I just, I'm sorry to be so... That is so, so cute, Matt. It's an adorable shoot, and he looks hot. Okay, thank you uh. for my presentation. <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh. <laughs> he is a very, very beautiful person, and it, it has to be said that when I think about Sebastian Stan... More, more often than not, I'm thinking about him in a suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs> um, because he does menswear so well Mm -hmm. but then away from the suits he also has and i you know this is very easy for me to say oh he's european but he does have a kind of european insouciance when he puts on like you know like i don't know resort wear like Mm -hmm. when he's wearing like white trousers which almost no men can pull off (laughs) um i don't mean that in the usual way i I was just (laughs) i could see the glint in your eye and i was like let me head that off at the pass right there He wears white trousers and he makes them look like I'm like, oh, let's let's go boating, Sebastian. Hey yes. Seb, why yeah. don't you take me on the Riviera? Like he looks like like a European prince who is slightly debauched and has mm-hmm. been disowned by half the family, but is like this incredibly nice person deep mm-hmm. down, but mm-hmm. has like a play. I've basically written a whole Mills and Boone around like a Harlequin romance around my idea of Sebastian Stan wearing white trousers. <laughs> he just looks incredibly relaxed. He does that bare ankle that most people cannot pull off and he pulls that motherfucker off. It's very good. And it was when he was wearing one of these ridiculous ensembles, you know, white trousers, and he was wearing like uh, 
a like a, a bomber jacket that was open and like brown like suede <laughs> moccasins and I was like you're such a dickhead and I want to kiss your face but here he is on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen and his co-guest is Priyanka Chopra and someone's called in to ask a question about well I'll let you hear the question and Sebastian's amazing answer what was your reaction to your Adventures co-star Tom Hiddleston dating Taylor Swift and wearing the I Heart Taylor Swift tank top? What was your reaction? That's an amazing question. <laughs> um, it was one of um, awe and uh, extreme concern. <laughs> um, <laughs> obsession, and yet at the same time... Um, <laughs> I know I want the word. Um, I don't know. I was I was really worried for mainly for him. Yeah, <laughs> he went in hard there. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, but you know, love. Yeah, is quick. Yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> so he said again that love is quick and hard, which I've got to be honest doesn't spell bliss. <laughs> For anyone. <laughs> but he said that and then he looked down the lens and just kind of made eye contact with every single yes, one of us. Yes. And it just, it was effective. What can I say? I am as God made me. A very simple creature who lusts for Sebastian Stan. So, hey, Seb, seriously, call us. We mm. want to spend time with you. Yes. Okay? Just, you know, a nice dinner. That's all. That's it. That's... Just a little meal. Yeah. I'll make you a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this has been a very thirst-heavy episode. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, you know, we've talked a little bit about his early career and Mm, what he's mm. doing. You know, he has another project um, coming up called We Have Always Lived in the Castle, Mm. which is an adaptation of Shirley Jackson's um, short story. Right, right. And he has a couple of other projects in the works. But, you know, in looking at his career, you Mm. know, he started off and he was very much a new actor. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite. Yeah. Um, but you know, he was basically reading lines from the script, you know? Like yeah. he didn't really put that much emotion into it. I mean, have you seen that movie Spread from two thousand and nine? Yes. It's Horrible. a really I mean, first of all, it's a bad movie. It's um, really bad. Listen, that's just the <laughs> truth of the matter. But he is also quite bad in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I mean shout out to progress. To be worse than Ashton Kutcher. Fam, that's a lot. If you have <laughs> if you could be worse than Ashton Kutcher, how bad are you? And uh, the answer is quite. Yeah. So <laughs> so but then like you said, there's been like an evolution. Yeah. So he's not as wooden as he used to be. In fact, right. he's capable of great nuance. Yes. As we saw in Itonia. Yes. Um, as we saw in the bronze. Yeah. And as we see even in what ostensibly is a popcorn movie as Bucky. Yes. I think he just needs more time mm. to, you know, gather some speed mm. and get to that point. I don't know I don't know what his goal is. If he's trying That's to true. be a leading man right. or if he is content to kind of be like you know, the strong supporting character. Right. And that's not a bad career. No. Okay, that's solid work until the end of time. Yes. You know, and I, I see him actually becoming a better actor. We said this about his kind of co Avengers brother, Chris mm-hmm. Evans, mm-hmm. which is again, what you want to see in your favorites mm-hmm. is some kind of growth, some mm-hmm. kind of progress. And I can remember seeing Chris Evans as I saw him for the first time in Not Another Teen Movie. And I compare that to the work that he did in Gifted, for example, right. a couple of years back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, growth. Mm-hmm. That's all we want for our faves. Like, I truly am excited at the prospect of Chris Evans, you know, becoming this 
director and like you know choosing these incre- incredible roles on Broadway yeah. off. and I see the same thing for Sebastian I think that like you said he is someone who is I don't know his path I don't know what kind of plan he has in mind right but it seems to me that he's doing interesting work that you wouldn't necessarily think he would go for bearing in mind all that Avengers like clout behind him and also being in possession of such a pretty face yeah and instead he's doing interesting roles that make him like grow like a horrible rat mustache (laughs) and you know where he's not a desirable character where he's someone who you know in itonia he's an abusive man and he's like you know angry and horrible Uh and you know he plays like these airheads essentially like these idiots who kind of think they take themselves a lot more seriously than they should and Mm -hmm. all that other stuff so he's not going for like the easy pretty stuff right and i'm excited by that because i think that shows a kind of a depth like he wants to do work that is good and interesting and meaningful and i hope that he finds it yeah it reminds me a little bit of one of our previous um, thirst objects colin farrell Mm. who you know he was so pretty and you know he was trying to do the pretty boy um take the pretty boy path with his career and right. that kind of backfired and he right. had to reassess. So I'm, I wonder if Sebastian, not that he's going down that same no. route, but no. I wonder if he's looking at the mistakes that other people have made right. and is trying to, you know, write his own story. So yeah, to speak, that would be wise. And yeah. you know, you can't really ask for much more than that. Listen, we're all going to make mistakes. Again, not everything that I have made or created has been, you know, a pearl. I mean, it's been close to perfection, <laughs> but it's not always been perfect. And I think that that's like, we have to allow people to make, to have a little bit of space. Of course, we could argue that mm, it's interesting how people give space to pretty white dudes mm. to, to make their mistakes. Mm. That is very accurate. And we, we, we know that and we are acknowledging that, but we're also saying that at least Sebastian also has like a modicum of talent that you wouldn't mind seeing that get explored and I don't yeah. mean that as euphemistically as it sounds <laughs> Jesus Christ everything feels like a trigger today like everything I say just sounds disgusting everything you say sounds disgusting mostly because you're looking at me with naked lust in your eyes and I don't know it's not even for me that's the tragedy of it all this is lust for somebody else that I am somehow the recipient of this is what I'm saying when I say that I have to like keep my eyes averted in public because I wow. don't want someone to like see how I'm looking because I'm reliving these memories <sighs> And think that I'm trying to, like, holler at him or that I want him to, like, you know, get in my space. No, don't get in my space unless you are Sebastian Stan. So, listeners, um, last week, our first object was Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, And we know that you all loved the episode because your reactions told us as much. Now, there was also another kind of uh, element to the strong reaction we got, and that was the result of Nicole's uh, poll-winning drabble by a substantial margin. Because, listen, when I read my drabble, I was like, what's the point? Because Nicole's drabble blew everything out of the water. It's one of the strongest reactions we have ever had to any of our fanfic, especially, I I mean this in the course of season two, but also over the course of the whole show, people fucking love that Drabble. And it's easy to see why it was just vulnerable and open. And also, let's not not forget, it was hot. And (laughs) Nicole, you got some feedback. Somebody sent you a DM about this Drabble, about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. um, I'm just going to give the first initial Uh of their name, which is L. Okay. L. I'm going to read a little bit of it. Okay. It's as if you were writing directly from my worries and insecurities. I played this clip of the podcast for my current partner just so he could understand more of where I'm coming from, but I am the one who benefited the most from this. It's always nice to know you're not alone in a feeling. 
And I I responded to this person, um, but I wanted to let people know that this is part of why we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, that mm-hmm. we share these things so mm-hmm. that you can know that you are not alone, so that you can, even if you want to share it with your friends, your partners, whomever, you know that there's also somebody else feeling what you're feeling. And I just want to thank all of you who have reached out to me and, you know, talked about how that travel moved you um, and how it, you know, affected you or whatever. This is why we do it. And I really appreciate your feedback. Oh, my God, I'm crying. It's <laughs> beautiful. That was like such a, that was such a beautiful, I mean, oh, my God, I'm just so moved. So please feel free to tell us how our stuff <laughs> makes you feel. Because I too was moved by that drabble. I just think it's like, it's so important that people talk about themselves <laughs> in a way that allows other people to also come forward and talk about themselves, sometimes to themselves. Like yes. you don't have to, you don't yes. have to like DM us or email us to tell us how you feel. If it helps you come to a realization all of, all on your own, mm-hmm. that's, that's the most important thing. And then you can, of course, radiate outwards. But the key is that if this unlocks something for you, kudos bravo brava all of that because it's all work and we're all unlearning as we go and we are relearning and all this other stuff and this is all part of it so i just want to say how moved i was by that particular message that nicole read part of but also just the feedback in general we love how much you love us and we just appreciate you listening and finding something to kind of cling to and to identify with because that's why we do the show and we are so grateful so thank you thank you Okay, so this has felt like maybe <laughs> the thirstiest episode I've ever done. Maybe. I feel dehydrated, and that doesn't yes. happen a lot. Yes, okay? I I'm need just, water. I'm out here sipping from this LaCroix. How do you people pronounce it? LaCroix? LaCroix? I don't know. Some seltzer. And it's not even touching the sides of my thirst. Like, I'm gulping it down greedily, and there is just, it's just nothing. It's still Sahara in my throat. And I'm just just trying to wet my whistle fam this is a lot this is a lot this has been like a very thirsty episode now my my travel surprisingly is not that like thirst you wouldn't think based on what we discussed that this is a travel that would come from it you would expect like some like light erotica that's not what's going to happen here i want you to brace yourselves for what is essentially a very very gentle and surprise motherfucker domestic <laughs> fic it's just me and sebastian just you know just couple things so, Nicole, I'm going to read mine. Yes. And then you are going to read yours. And I can already tell by your terrible, terrifying grin that I'm going to regret. <laughs> it's not bad. Please stop. <laughs> Shut up. You always say that and then you unleash a fucking monster. That's what he said. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to read my Sebastian Stan Drabel. Just to reiterate, I say, as I drape the towel over Sebastian's shoulders, I have never cut anybody else's hair but my own. He stills my nervous hands with both of his winds my arms around his neck until my palms rest on his chest and then he meets my concerned squint with a parody squint of his own in the bathroom mirror. I heard you the first time you told me and the second and the third and the seventeenth time. I roll my eyes playfully at him and he laughs. He squeezes my hands before letting them go and then stretches his legs out in front of him, feet crinkling the newspapers we've laid out. There is no tension in his posture He is the picture of relaxed trust, and my confidence falters despite his reassurance that I simply can't fuck this up. I trust you, he says, his eyes soft. You'd never hurt me. The first strands of his chestnut hair fall gently, soft as the first snowfall of the season. We are silent for the next few minutes as I focus on the job at hand, 
the buzz of the razor and our breaths the only sound echoing in the bathroom. How's it feel so far? I ask in a low voice. He keeps his eyelids lowered, so perfectly still, I wonder if he's nodded off. Ticklish, she replies eventually, but really relaxing. A small smile quirks his lips. I told you you couldn't hurt me, he says. I still closed. I pat his shoulder. After a few more minutes, we're done. I brush the fine hairs off his neck and let out a weak, ta-da. He opens his eyes before shrugging the towel to the floor. He smiles big, in the way that crinkles his eyes and pushes his cheeks up. And I'd never hurt you, he says, as though finishing a thought from earlier. I know, I say, but I'd still never let you cut my hair. (laughs) Sefini. (sighs) You okay, man? I hate this man. (laughs) (sighs) I'm ready to hear yours, though. Okay, don't look at me. I, I Listen, I've grown used to averting my gaze whenever you ask me to. So I'm going to hear like a diva R&B pop. Don't look at her. Okay, fine. It's actually not that bad. No, of course. That's what killers say before they stab you. But go on. Jesus. Sebastian had made arrangements for me to join him on the third week of his press tour. It had been that long since we'd seen each other and I missed him something awful. He wasn't at the hotel when I arrived, but had let me know when he'd get there. I figure I had enough time to take the edge off before he showed up, but after some really intense self-love, I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, mate. I woke up to the sound of him calling my name, and I scrambled from bed. I met him in the living room portion of the suite, and he lifted me in a tight hug. He kissed me, then checked my face, his eyes searching. His eyebrow lifted with a wicked yet playful arch. The welcoming smile dropped from his face and found a new home in my lower belly. Oh my God. He stepped closer. I could feel the heat of his body. I wondered if he'd rush to get to me. I licked my lips at the thought, and he followed the movement with his eyes. Oh my God. You couldn't wait, he asked. I shook my head wordlessly, and he watched my chest rising rapidly in anticipation of this game. It makes me sad when you don't wait for me. Jesus Christ. His eyes returned to my mouth. How are you going to make it up to me? (sighs) Do you know what? (laughs) (laughs) See, that wasn't bad. No, sure. It was not bad. Of course. Fucking hell, mate. It just feels like it's been a very exceptionally thirsty episode. And the Drabbles have done nothing to dampen my my thirst. So I don't know, guys. As Nicole pointed out, we let this cook for like a day or two. And then we post the poll on our Twitter, which is uh, at Thirst Aid Kit on Twitter. And I don't know, vote. Do you like the idea of an impatient Sebastian Stan or a Sebastian Stan getting a haircut in a bathroom? I. It's up to you, bruv. Like... Pick one. But, you know, everyone's a winner, baby. So They both have Sebastian. They both and, have um, Sebastian. They're yes. both written with love by both Nicole and I. Yes. So we just want to make sure that you get some pleasure out of this because fucking hell, we have. <laughs> We've really enjoyed making this episode for you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, again, send us drabbles of your own. Uh, you can send those to firstaidkids at buzzfeed.com. And, again, don't forget to vote on our Twitter. Thank you. 
Today's Day Kit is produced by us, Nicole Perkins and Ben Adewumi, Julia Furlan and TK Dutess. Our music is by Tanya Morgan, and you can follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit. We are at Bimadu, which is B-I-M-A-D-E-W, and Tennessee Whiskey Woman, which is T-N Whiskey with an E Woman. Plus, we're on Tumblr at firstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. You can contact our Thirst Sommelier service by calling and leaving a brief, brief message on 765-884-4778. That's 765-8-THIRST. We love you for listening, and we like ratings and reviews, too. So head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It'll help other people discover us, and we love five stars. If you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag on Twitter, TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. We love to see your reactions live as they come in. Also, feel free to send us an email on firstaidkids at buzzfeed.com, but make sure you are sending us only good things. Summer is starting, and we want you to stay thirsty, but also stay hydrated. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Caught up in the rapture of you. That's how I feel when I think about Sebastian. Anita Baker, forgive me. Forgive me, Anita Baker, but that's how I feel. I feel caught up.